0: How are you now? (laughs) How are you now? Doing terrific, I bet, if you're a fan of the Montreal Canadiens, because, you know what, unless, of course, you're on the tanking side, right? If if you're on the tanking side, maybe you're a little bit angry about that result. But your Montreal Canadiens win, defeat the Detroit Red Wings 3-0 to get their third win of the season. Uh, Another shutout, a second shutout in three games for Jake Allen, as a matter of fact. Um, and a, an actual complete performance from this team. Nothing like uh, that Sharks game where he had to kind of stand on his head and make 45 saves uh, to get the shutout. Uh, in, in this one, they, they really ratcheted things down defensively. Uh, transition game was a lot better, and uh, they didn't even allow 30 shots on goal. Uh, never mind the 44 or 45, whatever the Sharks got in that last shutout. Uh, great game. Absolutely. Hello and welcome to... Uh, episode eleven of the Bottom Six Minutes podcast for this season, presented by Habs Eyes and the Prize. I am Matt Drake, and um, that was again probably the most complete game I can think of from this team. Maybe the previous win against the Detroit Red Wings, the the six one win, might have been a little bit more complete. I guess uh, certainly a little bit more offensive. Uh, but Alex Nedeljkovic uh, was making a lot of big saves in this particular game So it could have been a lot worse than 3 nothing for the Wings The Habs should really just lobby to play the Detroit Red Wings for all of their remaining games uh, And then they would probably make the playoffs But um, that's not going to happen So going to have to figure out how to put together some more efforts like that Against other teams that are not the Detroit Red Wings or the San Jose Sharks uh, Who are the only teams they've beaten so far this year But what happened? So, like I said, pretty complete game. And it started off with a bang. I mean, they immediately, out of the gate, uh, started putting on pressure. Tons of pressure. Lots of shots. Insane pressure. And eventually it pays off. Pretty early on in the game, Tyler Toffoli sends Suzuki in from the right side. Uh, Suzuki's first shot doesn't go. He tries it on the backhand. But bats the rebound in. Uh, beautiful hand-eyed coordination display. And he makes it one nothing for the Montreal Canadiens. Um, And they keep the pressure on, right? Detroit, you know, they fought back a little bit, but the Habs really weren't giving them much. Kept the pressure on, kept the pressure on, kept the pressure on. And again, it pays off. Uh, Josh Anderson gets a nice pass from Suzuki, this time on the left side of the ice, and scores the most Josh Anderson goal ever. I mean, skate fast, shoot it hard, and celebrate. That's pretty much what he does. Comes in on the left side, just screaming in there doing crossovers like he's angry at the ice, uh, and fires a nice low shot under the glove on Nadelkovic, Uh makes it 2 nothing for the Habs. Uh, and that was pretty much the, the story of the game right there. That 2 nothing lead, you know, worst lead in hockey, right? Not for the Montreal Canadiens, at least on this particular night, uh, because they really weren't giving the Red Wings anything to work with at all. And the officials, uh, for their part, certainly tried to give the Red Wings something to work with. Uh, they were ignoring pretty much everything. They called nothing in the first period, right? No penalties whatsoever. And there were opportunities on both sides, honestly, uh, against the Habs and against the Red Wings to make penalty calls. So we were talking about it in the EOTP chat. And we're like, I guess they're just not calling anything tonight. And then sure as God's got sandals. Uh, they made sure to make a call on the Montreal Canadiens, on Brendan Gallagher for a tripping. Um, and following that there was a trip from behind uh, I forget who it was in the wings I want to say Fabry I'm not sure I, I don't I'm not gonna blame him for it I'm, I'm just gonna say there was definitely a trip from behind on Jeff Petrie that they completely ignored and then they did blow the whistle and even the music people in the bell center thought that it was a penalty they started playing their you know we're about to get a power play music uh, dun-dun-dun. nope no penalty no power play It was actually them calling a high stick. And not a high stick penalty, but high stick on the puck. So bring the face-off back into Montreal zone. And guess what? They call interference on uh, David Savard to give the Red Wings a 5-on-3. Habs, however, kill it off. And then they do a really good job killing off the remainder of Savard's penalty after they finish with a 5-on-3. And they're you know they're, they're right back to business. Uh, really good transition hockey. Uh, at 5-on-5, five five, they dominated the Red Wings. Dominated them. If not for Alex Nedeljkovic, uh, this game could have been really bad because they were getting a lot of good chances towards the end of the second period and through the third period. Uh, but they just couldn't get much past him. They, they actually got 38 shots on goal, I believe, was the final tally. So uh, more on that in a minute. But uh, Brendan Gallagher gets a empty netter to make it 3 nothing, And that's the end of the game in the third period. Excellent game from the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, no need for me to get into a rant about firing anybody tonight. Uh, <laughs> as, as much as, you know, everybody knows that uh, I like to do that from time to time. Uh, this was, you know, the best that you could possibly expect, right? Uh, they did have a scary moment. Right, Jonathan DeWay got hit directly on the side of the eye it looked like it caught him right around the orbital bone I'm not going to speculate on whether or not it's an orbital bone injury or not, but he did go to the hospital for some further evaluations so as of me recording this podcast, I have no news all I know is it looked bad and uh, best wishes to him, I hope he's okay he was um, you know, immediately up and skating towards the bench quite quickly with his hand over his eyes so Uh, A little bit of concern there, but these Canadians uh, had some injuries coming into this game anyways, right? And most of those guys played. Brendan Gallagher played, played great, got a well-deserved goal. Uh, He actually left the game as well at one point after getting hit with a puck. Uh, I think it was a puck that hit him anyways. Not too sure. It was a bit of a messy play, but he had to leave the game for a little bit too and came back, showed a lot of heart. Uh, despite all of the injuries and everything, you know, they had a couple of AHL guys in the lineup too. Alex Belzil uh, was in there, and Michael Pizzetta uh, saw his first action of the season for the Habs. Uh, and they still looked fantastic. I mean, the, the thing that bugs me about this game, the thing that really bugs me, is that two days ago, I watched one of the worst games that I could possibly ask to watch. A terrible game. Habs get 18 shots on goal. Right Against a ducks team that has, has or had a worse record than this Red Wings team. This Red Wings team, uh, as of earlier today, was ahead of the Leafs in the standings. Not, that says a whole lot because the Leafs aren't exactly dominant this season so far. but point being, they're better than the Habs, as far as the process says, they're better than the ducks. Why could they not why could the Habs not do exactly what they did against the Red Wings, against the ducks? I mean, again, <laughs> I, I hate to dwell on the previous game, but they had 18 shots on goal that game. In this game against the Red Wings, they had 20 shots on goal in less than halfway through the second period. I think there was five minutes gone in the second period by the time they had already tallied 20 shots. And they didn't look back. They went all the way up to 38. Again, Nedeljkovic doesn't play the way he does. This game could have been 6 nothing, 7 nothing, right? I, I just, I don't understand the absolute inconsistency of this team the only thing that's consistent about this team is that they are inconsistent and that's pretty frustrating but if you just look at the red wings game in you know in a vacuum great game clearly proves that when they can get their transition game going they're a very dangerous team or they can be at the very least Um, which brings me, actually, to my player of the game, right, now, I was tempted to give this to Nick Suzuki, he had three points in the night, Um, almost seems like he's taking Caulfield being sent down to Laval personally, he was great, right, tempting to give it to Brendan Gallagher also, Right? He fought through an injury, came back, scored the empty net goal. Uh, he's just absolutely tenacious out there. And my pick for the next captain of this team. Uh, tempting even to give it to Jake Allen. I mean, he didn't have a ton of work. I think he only made 22 saves for the shutout. But still, you know, two shutouts in three games, he kind of deserves a nod. right? Played pretty well. Made the saves he needed to make. But I'm not giving it to any of those guys. I'm giving it to my boy, Josh Anderson. He was... Unbelievable out there. His goal again—it was the most Josh Anderson goal I've ever seen. Just skate hard and uh, skate fast, shoot hard, Selly. Right. But there were multiple instances on the night where he was making you know jaw-dropping plays. I mean, he he made a couple of dekes that were out of this world. He at one point in the third period got the puck behind his own net, skated, did basically a lap of the entire arena without anybody touching him at blazing speed, and ended up you know behind the Red Wings net threw it out into the middle and uh, created a scoring chance. Nedeljkovic made the save. But point being, I don't know what it is, but he seems like specifically against the Leafs and the Red Wings, he gets up for those games and plays ridiculously well. And he's evidence that when this team gets their transition game going, they can be very dangerous, right? It's very difficult to deal with a team that has that much speed and transition. And Josh Anderson is not ever going to be a cycle player. You don't want to put him in a down-low cycle and expect him to generate a whole lot because that's not his game, right? He's an incredibly fast skater, and you need him, you know, as much as possible getting those transition opportunities where he can stretch the ice a little bit. Uh, They got that against the Red Wings, and it paid off in the form of a 3-0 win. Again, arguably one of their best games of the season so far, um, which there haven't been many, so it's not that hard to, to say. And hopefully, you know, finally this will be the type of game that they can actually build off, right? Unless, again, if you're on Team Tank, then you're maybe hoping that they don't build off of that. I, for one, prefer to watch wins, so I will cheer for them to somehow find a way to build off of that game. Um, That's it for today. Uh, That's it for the episode. Uh, Really great game. I I got nothing to complain about. Uh, I talked about all the guys I like, and I'm feeling kind of sick. So we're running, what, uh, pretty close to 12 minutes. So, soirée pour les employés de soutien. We will, as always, be back with another episode after the next game on Thursday night. Keeping an eye out, of course, in the meantime, for the status of uh, one Jonathan Drouin. Again, best wishes to him. I hope he's okay. And uh, we'll see if, you know, they end up bringing Cole Caulfield back to the Habs uh, before he even gets a game in Laval. Uh, they might be doing that. They might. Who knows? Anyways, we're on Spotify, uh, Apple, Google Play, uh, Megaphone. I am on Twitter, at DrakeMT. Drop me a follow. I would appreciate it. I don't have that many followers. I tweet very good jokes during the games and stuff. I think they're good. Anyways, as always, I appreciate everybody for listening, and à la prochaine.